and 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 I remember crying. I was like, like, am I like, am I meant for this? Like, am I really meant to serve these high level people? So it was like this imposter syndrome was huge. Mm-hmm. It was like, am I meant to be here? Like, should I even be doing this? Should I even be an entrepreneur? Like, mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> we've all had those moments. <laughs> Like, should I even do this? Like, I'm a mom. I got four kids. I got twins. And I'm, like, footballing them both, uh-huh. like, on each boob. And it was just... I can do it was, yeah. <laughs> Can I do this? <laughs> um, so that was a, a major um, moment. And so I, I really dove deep on imposter syndrome because I noticed that that is pretty common. And I was like, okay, so I'm experiencing this thing. How can I move past that? How can I move past clearly I'm here for a reason. And that's like one thing that like was my North star that kept me sticking to what I wanted because I was like, I'm here for a reason. I feel this calling for a reason. There's no, um, because my belief is that when you feel a calling to do something, it's because the masses is trying to tell you that they need you. Mm -hmm. It's like a divine thing of, of, if, if we were all, can can remember being connected to each other like we're all humans we all we can sense when someone's off without them telling us right like we walk into a room it's like okay this one is like this one's full of energy and she's not saying hey i'm full of energy (laughs) (laughs) you could just sense it right so i think when we have a deep desire and a deep calling that's usually um when we feel called to do something because the the world needs it. Someone mm-hmm. in someone's really asking for you specifically, not people like you, right? You specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this calling. So I know I should be doing something like this. And that was my North Star. And that's what kept me to even move past the imposter syndrome. If you want to make more sales without the pressure to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and this is the Not an Influencer, an Impact Maker podcast, where we talk about other organic marketing strategies to bring more clients into your online business and the stories of the incredible entrepreneurs who are using these strategies in their businesses every day to create success. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and build a successful online business. We're going to have so much fun today talking with Carissa. (laughs) Carissa, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes, of course. Um, So my name is Carissa Marino. Um, I am a mom of four kids. I have twins who are five years old and I um, love being around them. Honestly, they're like my joy in life. Um, A lot of times I was told that once I became a mom, I have to pretty much be a mom and not be anything else. (laughs) So uh, what I do, though, is I'm an NLP trainer. I have been uh, certified to uh, train new, basically birth coaches. Uh, If I, um, so I teach them NLP and I certify them in life coaching and uh, NLP practitioner. executive coaching and all those things. Uh, We learn time dynamics. And basically, I'm an NLP trainer. And I love it. Master practitioner in NLP as well. Oh, so that's incredible. And I'm (laughs) 
I know the, kind of the shift that you experience when you become a mom. Mine, my little one is just one. And <laughs> it's like, it's one of those where you kind of have that push and pull between motherhood and your professional career and who you want to be and like your person as a whole. So yes. I love that you can, like, you can have it all. I genuinely really... believe that you can have, I always, <laughs> I always call it the different <laughs> flavors of fulfillment. And you can mm. have all of those different flavors in your life that, that give you so much pride and joy, but it doesn't yes. have to be just picking one or the other. So how did you get into NLP specifically? Oh, man, this, this goes back. This goes back to um, when I was a kid, you know, when uh, I remember being a little kid on, on my top bunk bed and I would sneak little a little piece of Starburst and like pop it in my mouth and no one knew about it. And I did that because I wouldn't have dinner that night. You know, my, my, my dad was a drug addict. My parents were divorced. They divorced when I was four. And so growing up, was very tough and challenging because there was instability. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have someone who is suffering from an addiction and a lot of it's because of, you know, life things that have happened, uh, the kids tend to bear the brunt of it, right? Because we're mm -hmm. in the middle of everything. So from then on, I when I turned 12, let's see, I was about five at the time when this was happening. When I turned 12, my mom had moved to Arizona and my brother, who's older than me by seven years, he goes, you need to go <laughs> like, you need to go because I stayed with my dad this whole time for the most part. Mm -hmm. And he goes, dad's in his element. He's doing his thing. He's not going to change right now. You need to go. So I moved. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I agree. I hear you. <laughs> so I moved to Arizona and with my mom and I was like, I'm eating every day. <laughs> so mm -hmm. there was like a, a more stability and, and uh, I was going to school and, and, you know, when I was sick, like the things were being taken care of, like there was more stability and care at that point. And from then on, I was like, I moved, we moved back to California and, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to Arizona because I did love it there at the time. And I, I was going to go back for college. And when I applied for college, I got accepted. I was getting ready to go. Uh, found out I was pregnant, pregnant very early. I think I was 20. Mm -hmm. And out of um, tradition and just culture, right, They, I was told to get married and go ahead and start my family. So it felt like I was everyone was deciding things for me. And I was mm -hmm. like, I didn't know better. I was very young, still like 1920. That's still a young age, right? So yeah. I'm, I get married, start my family. We have two kids and he eventually gets into drugs as well. And I was like, this seems familiar. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then from then on, from there, it was, you know, he started to get a little bit more mean, a little bit more abusive. And I said, you know what? I have to make a change. This can't mm -hmm. be life. This cannot be life. So I, I get up and it's, I couldn't sleep. It was almost midnight and I just walk around my neighborhood and I'm like, what is, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And I just really made space 
for there to be like a divine moment of, I just got a hit in my head of you have, you have to decide what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay? What would happens if you stay? What happens mm-hmm. if you go? And, but you just have to make, you have to decide to go or, or not go. And then yeah. it, it just came clear. You got to go. You got, mm-hmm. you got it. You got to make a decision for yourself. So that, that night I went home, didn't sleep. <laughs> I was up kind of laying in bed <laughs> and um, my husband at the time wakes up, he goes to work, it's five in the morning. And at that one, the minute he leaves, I pack my stuff, put it in my car and we bounced me and, and my two kids. And it was like a numbing moment, but also a blissful moment. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. finally <laughs> my own decision <laughs> uh-huh. I did this one <laughs> yeah I did this one I did this one and um so I took two years to really get to know myself to really understand who I was make my own decisions right like do get clarity on who I was at the, uh, as a person so I can be that person for my kids and um eventually I met um a new man. And I thought I did not have a chance, honestly, because it was like, he was single. He was uh, in his twenties as well, but he was single and had no kids, no, like had like a whole life. And I was like, I have kids. He's like going to be like, okay, I got to leave her alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually like the deal breaker or like the repellent, so to speak. It's like, oh, I got two kids. It's like, oh man, do I really want that responsibility? Mm -hmm. Um, But he was not phased in the, in the slightest. And he was very relentless as well. So he, he came into my life. And I remember one moment I told he, we were supposed to go on a date and I was like, Like I'm waiting for the ball to drop. Like I'm waiting for mm-hmm. like the, you know, the thing to happen so that I just want it to happen. Cause I don't want to, I don't like heartbreak. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, we go on a date. Are we getting ready to go on a date? And I told them, Oh, I have no one to watch my kids. <laughs> that kind of like an excuse, you know, that whole excuse train. And he goes, bring them. And I said, okay. <laughs> we're all coming on the day (laughs) we're all going um so i so at that moment i said okay i think he's different Mm -hmm. and um basically we both found nlp together through a speaking program we both signed up with and uh, i remember wanting to be an entrepreneur and a speaker essentially first because i needed to leverage my time i didn't Mm -hmm. want the like demands of entrepreneurship to take away from my time with my kids. That was very important to me. So I said, Oh, speaking, right. I could, I could talk to 30 to a hundred people and, you know, get some signups there, schedule some calls. Business would be going that way. So I, we signed up for a speaking program, found NLP there. And now we're both it's history. Right now we're both training NLP, new NLP trainers, because it made such a huge difference for us. It allowed me to heal from my past and uh, move forward and fulfill my dreams. So now I want to do that for others. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) That's incredible. That's such a powerful story. And 
like congratulations to you for <laughs> like making that decision it's so hard to make that decision especially when you know so many people are making decisions for you along yes. the way to finally get to that point where you're like okay it's my decision and then those decisions led you to where you are today which is absolutely yeah. incredible <laughs> So I'm so impressed that you took all of those <laughs> steps you. for yourself. And I love that you mentioned you wanted to do speaking because you yes. wanted to make your time worthwhile as an entrepreneur. Because as an entrepreneur, we have a lot of pressures on us to be a lot of different oh, yeah. places, do a lot of different <laughs> things. And you were mindful from the very beginning of how to be strategic with your time and make the most out of your time. And so often we're like, oh, we'll just make content for social media and then everything's (laughs) on our time and blah, 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 blah. But that takes up so much time. Like it really does so much time. So Mm. the fact that you are strategic about speaking and knowing that you can develop relationships so quickly with people through speaking in many different forms in many different places. Can you give me some examples of like places that you spoke or events or even like coffee shops, things like that? (laughs) Where, Where did you go about getting started speaking? Totally. Um, so I started speaking. Uh, really, when we went to that speaker program, everyone was a speaker. So everyone had a platform, which is a perfect place to network and right trade platforms and all the things. Um, so I spoke at I spoke at different places. I've been on NBC. Which is which is one uh, place, a uh, big place. That's my probably my Very biggest big. one that I've been on there. <laughs> I've been on NBC. Um, I've been on college stages, um, Sacramento State and Delta. I've um, just been at different events. You know, like I, I've been on uh, different platforms for Zoom calls. You know, like mm-hmm. um, events that um, were big. It's like uh, I've been on. Um, let me think. Um, just the, the different calls. I don't remember the names of the of the uh, of the actual events anymore, but just on different platforms on Zoom, and especially after when COVID happened, um, everyone switched to Zoom. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I could speak at your event. I could speak at your event." Um, I've, I've spoken to like real estate agents, uh, real estate investors. I've, I've spoken to healers. I've spoken to um, parents. I've been at other like kind of smaller schools that were uh, kindergarten, first grade, where parents are, um, they want to learn how to help their kids become mm-hmm. more emotionally intelligent, how to manage their emotions better, how to work with them without um, punishment or discipline. So I've, I've been on those types of stages as well. Yeah, there's so many speaking opportunities now that you so can many. do so many things virtually, but also there are tons of opportunities in person. I think we just Definitely. don't think about them first yes and a lot of people can feel very intimidated about speaking I know I used to have a fear of public speaking definitely and I mean I feel like that's a very common fear but the power behind speaking 
and the way that you're able to communicate with people and they get to see you in your body language and all of those things that they interpret from seeing you speak on a trusted platform. Somebody, yes. somebody is connected with them and then they're being introduced to you through them, whether it's a television station or another entrepreneur <laughs> running a summit or something like that, that's automatically building your credibility, which makes them know, like, and trust you. So then you get in front of all of those potential clients, yes. have that conversation. So what would you say is like the most important part about like speaking and communicating your message for people who maybe haven't spoken before to a group of people? So the question is, what was the most, what was it? So what, what's the most important part about communicating your message? Um, I would say being clear on it Mm -hmm. is is a huge part because being clear and talking about one thing at a time, mm-hmm. just one thing at a time, because what tends to happen is uh, my brain used to do this so much when we first started, uh, but it was like, we get on one topic and then there's like these series of trains that we hop mm-hmm. on. Right. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to start talking about hippos and then I'm going to talk about, you know, chickens later. And then it just eventually like migrates there. Um, Mm -hmm. But the biggest part is being clear on your, what you're talking about and where you're going. What's Mm -hmm. the outcome of the talk that you, that you want. So it's like, if I'm going to talk about hippos, what is it about hippos that I'm going to end on? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to talk about why hippos are, um, why hippos are cool. And then I'm going to end on why, like how, like a reflection question, like, do you think hippos are cool? Just Mm -hmm. as an example, right. I'm not, I don't talk about hippos, but (laughs) (laughs) it just came to my mind. Um, but like basically just as a simple example, right. Like if I'm going to talk about one thing, how are you going to end that thing? Yeah. That's really, really helpful. So it's kind of like working yourself backwards from the result that you want to create from the way that Mm -hmm. you're speaking. I love that. I love that so much. So did you always want to become a speaker or did you have to kind of like gain that courage to be like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I have to figure out a way. So speaking (laughs) is something I'm going to learn how to do. I so when I was in, when I was 15 and when I got married the first time we were, I used to be a dance like choreographer. So I was mm-hmm. very accustomed to being on stage and in front of people, not speaking though, right? Dancing is mm-hmm. way different. <laughs> so with dancing, I'm like, if I'm in my zone, I don't even, the people aren't even in my world at the time of I'm dancing, I'm focusing on my movements. I'm focusing how I'm expressing myself, how I'm, how my, my body language is. And if it's clearly expressing what I want it to, and if mm-hmm. it's not what's going on there, kind of what's going on internally, right? Cause sometimes if we're not confident, it'll show in the movements. So I remember when I went to a seminar, with one of my mentors at the time. And this was that speaking seminar. It was like a three day event. And uh, I saw them on stage speaking in their zone of genius in like expressing themselves so openly. 
And I said, I want to do that. If I'm going to be an entrepreneur, that's what I want to do. Like I was very intimate with the stage already. I never spoken in front of people though. So it was like when they told me, when I signed up in the beginning, you go through like this initiation where you have to introduce yourself. And I literally had to put glasses on because I, <laughs> I could not, I could not speak. I was like, my name, like I, I was crying. It was like a breakthrough. I was uh-huh. crying and trying to just say my name. And everyone was like, Oh my gosh, pobrecita. Like, 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 I'm so sorry. Like, 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 like sit down. But like, no, I wanted to continue because I knew the stage I'm comfortable with. It's just the speaking part. I'm not once I'm confident there, it's all going to be great because I was not confident with speaking or talking in general, like talking to people one-on-one and really expressing myself, even just one-on-one was hard (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it's like an introvert like shy person and I'm like I'll dance all day but I talking was very tough (laughs) and then when I saw that I said I I have to I have to learn this skill well thank you so much for sharing that with us first of all because Mm -hmm. that's like the reality most people do not start public speaking oh, being fantastic at us. <laughs> Most of us get up there and our voice shakes or we might cry or we mm. might panic. Like those things are really real, but it's in those moments where you grow so much as a person and as a business owner and as a mom, like all of those things. If you're willing to break through those moments and stick it out when you're like, I'm not good at this right now. I'm going to be really bad at this, but I am determined to get better. And you don't get better unless you get up there and you try it and you try again. And for some people, it doesn't take too long. For other people, it takes much longer. But no Mm -hmm. matter what the journey is like for you, if you want to do something, you are fully capable of doing it. And there are going to be like when you put yourself out there, kind of the right opportunities get placed in front of you Mm -hmm. like you were seeing these speakers talk and you're like okay I'm gonna do that and you found those places to develop that skill and now you've found the places where you can speak all of these things because you are looking for those opportunities and it's that determination and keeping the mindset of like this is how I'm going to do this Mm-hmm. you're going to be like pleasantly surprised trying to find <laughs> those opportunities. I remember when I started looking for speaking opportunities, I was like, I'm not, I'm not even sure where I'm going to find this. And then like the <laughs> next thing that post like popped up on my Facebook feed was apply for this speaking opportunity. <laughs> and I was like, okay, the algorithm's really good <laughs> because it's clearly in my head, but Like, you can find these things. You can find opportunities for growth in your business. You can find the way you want to market your business. You can find clients. It's all about kind of opening yourselves up to the opportunity to do that. So did you have any other barriers that you faced when you were starting this business that you really weren't expecting? Oh, yes. Um, Oh, (laughs) definitely um barriers 
I'm, I'm like, it, it, it was so funny. One that's coming to mind right now is when, when I first started. So I, when I started, I didn't start off in NLP. I started off as a like social media manager. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm the age group. I'm in millennials, like the, the entrepreneurs who are a little bit older, earning six figures. They don't have the time to really manage their social media. So I was like, that's an easy thing to kind of go into. And I did. So I managed social media as a six figure um, for six figure entrepreneurs. So I was around like these like amazing um, like go getters like like they were so on like I've never been from from going from barely starting to being in this realm of of entrepreneurs that are earning six figures and beyond. It was like it's it's a whole nother world. So Mm -hmm. I was like holy crap, I got to show up. <laughs> I got to, I got to grow fast. <laughs> so there was, uh, there was times where, um, I, I, I had to, like when I had my twins, I was working for a, a pretty high level entrepreneur and I had a meeting that I completely forgot about. And it, it wasn't for whatever reason, I didn't get the notification on my calendar, right? Sometimes those happen. And I was like, crap. And I was a few minutes late. And later on, they were like, it's okay to like be late, but you have to tell us. And I was like, that wasn't the intention. My, you know, my, my twins, like I was breastfeeding, you know, there was like all these uh, um, challenges. And, and, and I remember crying. I was like, like, am I like, am I meant for this? Like, am I really meant to serve these high level people? So it was like this imposter syndrome was huge. Mm-hmm. It was like, am I meant to be here? Like, should I even be doing this? Should I even be an entrepreneur? Like, it was like, <laughs> I think we've all had those moments. <laughs> <laughs> like, should I even do this? Like, I'm a mom, I got four kids, I got twins, and I'm like footballing them both uh-huh. like on each boob. And it was just, I can do it that. was, yeah. <laughs> Can I do this? <laughs> um, so that was a, a major um, moment. And so I I really dove deep on imposter syndrome because I noticed that that is pretty common. And I was like, okay, so I'm experienced this thing. How can I move past that? How can I move past? Clearly, I'm here for a reason. And that's like one thing that like was my North Star that kept me sticking to what I wanted because I was like, I'm here for a reason. I feel this calling for a reason. There's no, um, because my belief is that when you feel a calling to do something, it's because the masses is trying to tell you that they need you. Mm -hmm. It's like a divine thing of, of, if we were all can, can remember being connected to each other. Like we're all humans. We all, we can sense when someone's off without them telling us, right? Like when we walk into a room, it's like, okay, this one is like, this one's full of energy. And she's not saying, Hey, I'm full of energy. (laughs) You could just sense it. Right. So I think when we have a deep desire and a deep calling, that's usually um, when we feel called to do something because the the world needs it. Someone Mm -hmm. in someone's really asking for you specifically, not, people like you, right? You specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this calling. So I know I should be doing something like this. And that was my North star. And that's what kept me to even move past the imposter syndrome. Like, 
that kept validating my feeling. Like when I would feel that and I'm like, no, I'm meant to do this. I am meant Mm -hmm. to do something. This is just my um, internal um, traumatic, like, like a bad experience. Maybe I had a bad experience and it's saying, Hey, we don't know if we want to do that because remember we got hurt last time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just showing up. It's just keeping you safe. Exactly. Exactly. It's just your brain keeping you safe. And you just say, thank you, but I want something more. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important thing to know because Mm -hmm. everybody comes across those moments, whether you are late for a meeting because you're (laughs) frustrating or like just sometimes it can, it can be difficult while you're growing a business and all Mm -hmm. of these things. And I think any entrepreneur you talk to, who's willing to be honest and vulnerable will tell you (laughs) there are those moments where you are crying being like, am I cut out for this? Should I keep going? And it's all about coming back to, okay, why am I doing this in the first place? And yeah, like it all comes, everybody's reason is going to be different, but yeah. You can get through those tough moments. And again, oh, yeah. like you said, thank your brain for saying thanks for trying to keep me safe. But I'm going to continue to move forward into this danger <laughs> zone and see what, see what great things can happen out of it. Yeah. But I would you say that it's worth sticking through those moments and continuing on? 100%. Because there's two questions to ask here. The first question is, what would happen if I don't, Mm -hmm. right? What would happen if I didn't? And then what would happen if I did, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine, um, I remember reading a story about um, this uh, this family who sold everything they had and they bought mining equipment and they would mine for gold every single day. And they got to a point to where they were like frustrated. They've been doing it for a long time. And I just, we haven't found the gold yet. And so they sold their mining equipment and decided to do something else. And then when they did, that person who bought their equipment was like, hey, and then they could see they were three feet away from the gold. Mm -hmm. So what would happen? Those are the two questions I would ask when you feel that like sense of, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Um, you know, when we, when we have kids, when I had kids, I'm like, am I going to say like, sh- am I cut out for being a mom? Like, well, you are one, <laughs> whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> so am I going to continue? And you can even say, think of it that way. Like I am here, like I am an entrepreneur or I am a coach. I am where I want to be because I love it. What would happen if I continue to do what I love? And just mm-hmm. find out the little reasons why I haven't been successful and just continue to mine for that gold. Or what would happen if I just quit? Do mm-hmm. I want to, you know, would I feel fulfilled? And the question is yes, right? That's something to think about. But like, if you're like, I, would I feel fulfilled? Would I want to come back to it in a year? Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the case, if you're like, well, maybe you just need a break for a minute, just take a good day. That means you're not you're not taking your breaks. That means you're going 14 hours a day and 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 continually mining versus like, hey, I just need a break. I just need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to take breaks. <laughs> that's part of the process as well. Like, um, anyway, that's what I would ask those two questions when it comes yeah. to moving forward. Is it worth it? Ask those two questions because then that would tell you. It's totally worth it. I would, if I found 
the one thing, if I just went that three more feet and, you know, would it be worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Those are such good questions to ask. I highly write, like recommend writing those down because yes. you will have those moments and you will want to have those on hand. Be like, okay, let me refer to what Carissa said. Yeah. Let me check in, maybe take a nap and we'll come back. <laughs> maybe I just need a break. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. all of this wonderful information with us. Can you tell people where they can find you to connect with you and potentially work with you? Yes, of course. So um, I have my email is um, carissa at newlifenlp.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at carissa monet moreno. And you'll see all of my, my little, my little things there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And we'll have all of those links in the description below. So click her links, connect with her, send her a message, all of the great things. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Yes, of course. Thank you for allowing me to be here. This was fun.